Welcome to Lighthouse 805 Podcast. This morning we're starting a new sermon series called Camp. We can't wait to hear your feedback. Good morning. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for listening on the podcast. I'm excited for a new sermon series today. I'm excited. We are starting our new camp series. The graphic is up. The board is painted. We are ready. Uh, This whole sermon series, we're going to see more and more decor be added into camp. But the concept behind this sermon series is it's a season. It's a season. That's, That's the concept is we're living throughout seasons in our lives. It's not that we have arrived in one final aspect, but we actually live through season. That's, God has built seasons into this planet because he knows how we exist and we need this illustrative uh, visual to understand we're living in seasons also. Um, ha- camping, ha- have you ever gone camping and you were severely underprepared for camping? Do you, have you ever been in that city? Or have you, or flip, have you ever been over-prepared to where you're like, you're like, why, why do we pack the entire house and the neighbor's house on this? We don't need all this stuff. <laughs> There's a couple stories I remember. Uh, oh my goodness. I remember one time, uh, Josh and uh, Pat, it was Josh and Pat was, were telling me we went and visited them and, and they were hanging out with our, our good friends. Uh, They're all camping and and the, the pastor told them, oh, it, we're just going to a lake. Just bring, a, just bring a T-shirt and shorts. And so then they showed up with the T-shirt and shorts. And he's like, where's, where's your tent and where's your sleeping bag? And where's your, and they're like, we, we brought a T-shirt and shorts. <laughs> it's like, but I remember one time, the, the most ill-prepared I, I ever showed up, it was, it was the worst, like, like severely ill-prepared. I remember it was my first year at college. I, I moved out. I was going to U of O, and I was all excited. The dorm I moved into, they do a, a camping trip right off the start. So if you move in early, you get to go to this camping trip. It's just an overnight. You go up to the top of the mountain, you sleep on it, and then you come back down. It, it's, it's great, right? So I'm all excited. And they're like, yeah, just, you know, just grab a sleeping bag. You should be good. We're just, you know, it's, it's going to be awesome. We're just going to be sleeping out in nature on top of a mountain. I'm like, yeah. And it's like, it's summer, right? So it's nice and warm. Well, it's Oregon, so it gets cold. And, you know, I'm just not thinking about it. So I, wore, I had my t-shirt, my t-shirt on and had jeans on, and I was like, a sleeping bag? I didn't pack this to go to college. I don't have a sleeping So I went down to the lost and found, and I'm rummaging, and I found this old sleeping bag, and then I tied some strings. This is, this is serious. I tied some strings on it, and I was like, I'll just wear it. Like, I'll just hike up with it. I didn't bring anything else. And so I go up to the top of the mountain, and it was already chilly, like, where we're at. But then we drove up to a mountain and I, we opened the door. I'm like, why is it so cold here? And they're like, oh, this is warm compared to the top. And I was like, what? <laughs> so like halfway up, I started like trying to wear my sleeping bag as like a, a parka or something. And I'm trying to get up and we get up to the top. And where it was, where it was at was, it was this original observatory. So it was a stonework thing. So we're not even on the ground. We're on like freezing stone and I'm in a sleeping bag. And then I wake up, you know, I'm shivering the whole night. I don't even sleep. I wake up in the morning and one guy was like, like, man, I had an extra air mattress. No one needed this, right? And I was like, like, are you kidding? And so then I just, it took me forever to heat back up, but severely underprepared. That's the concept of camp. 
is we are all headed towards a season. We are currently in a season, and we're headed towards a season. And the best thing we can do is prepare for what God is calling us towards. That's it. That is the best we can do. We have no control over our season. We have no control over anything, but we have control over how we prepare to go into that season. That's it. That's all we we can have control over. Number one, when you fail to prepare. I want to look at a few things that happen when, when we don't prepare right going into a season. There's, there's some kind of symptoms. There's some things that we can, we can all relate to. As soon as we step into a season, we realize, I did not prepare for this. I am not ready for this camping trip. I am not ready for this spiritual season. I wish I had done X, Y, and Z. Genesis 13, 8 through 13, it's a throwback to Lot and Abram. They were, they were headed together to move towards Canaan. And they just kept growing and growing and growing. And there was some conflict. And so Abram at one point says, you know what? Instead of fighting and bickering, let's break off. And he says, Lot, pick whatever direction you want and I'll take the other. A generous guy, right? So Abram said to Lot, let's, have, let's not have any quarreling between you and me or between your herders and mine, for we are close relatives. Is not the whole land before you. Let's part company. If you go to the left, I'll go to the right. And if you go to the right, I'll go to the left. Lot looked around and saw that the whole plain of the Jordan towards Zoar was well watered, like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt. This is before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. So Lot chose for himself the whole plain of the Jordan and set out towards the east. The two men parted company. Abram lived in the land of Canaan, while Lot lived among the cities of the planard and pitched his tents near Sodom. Now the people of Sodom were wicked and were sinning greatly against the Lord. I think it's interesting to take note in the story. Lot, Lot really wasn't prepared for the next season of his life. He saw a great land. He saw that it was well watered. He saw it look great. And he was really called to be nomadic in this season. But he started camping closer and closer and closer to a city. And God called him to be a a nomadic, to camp. But he started moving, inching his way closer and closer to the city that was filled of sin and craziness. He wasn't prepared for this season whatsoever. His biggest mistake was actually three parts in this. He, he really was looking by sight. He, he was really not listening to God. He, he really wasn't doing the things that God was calling him to do. So when we fail to prepare, A, it's costly. It's costly. It really did cost a lot everything. He was so ill-prepared because he hadn't heard what God was calling him to do. God was calling him to pitch a tent, not merge into the city. And because he did that, he joined himself into this wickedness that was happening. And God's like, what are you doing? And all of a sudden, Lot gets caught, caught up and everything is costing him. Lot lost his wife and he lost two daughters because he failed to hear God. He failed to prepare. He failed to work on his heart. 
when we're preparing for a camping season, when we're, and, and I'm sorry, I might be confusing this, but when we're preparing to camp, which is a season in life, if we don't look ahead and say, God, prepare my heart for what you're speaking to me about, it can cost us everything. It'd be so costly in the next season if we're not ready, if, if we're not listening for the wisdom that God has. God always says, if you ask for my wisdom, I'll give it to you. And if we don't ask, that's on us. B, when you fail to prepare, you're led by sight. You're led by what you see and now what God is speaking to you about. Notice how when Lot was trying to decide the fate of his entire family and all the generations to come, notice how he indicated his choice. I look out and it looks like this area is well watered. I'll pick it. He didn't even talk to God. Man, in the seasons you have coming up, if you are looking by your eyes and saying, okay, well, it looks good here. This looks bad. I think I'm going to do this and blah, 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 blah. You're going to miss it. Because God's like, no, no. What did, what did God say when he was picking out David in front of all the other brothers? God looks at the heart and not the appearance. God looks at what's inside and what's happening below the surface, not on superficial levels. Never take your next season by what you're seeing it to be just with your eyesight. I think that's why a lot of people fail in their next seasons. It's because they get all their ducks in a line and they look at everything. They're like, okay, I got this and I got this and I got this. And you try taking control of your next season by what you see. And God's like, mm, I'm in control. And he's like, do I need to shake you up right now so you can lose everything so you start trusting in control of me? That's when it gets kind of scary in seasons. When we think, oh, you know what? I got this season. I don't need God for this. I'll take care of it. That's, that's the boat Lot was in. And see, when you fail to prepare, your season doesn't end. It just prolongs indefinitely. That's the worst feeling ever. Please don't raise your hand for this, but have you ever felt like you were in a season just for like way too long? Like the years are rolling by now, and then all of a sudden it's like, why am I still here doing this? Your season lasts for, because you didn't prepare for that season. And God's like, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm pitching to slow pitches. Come on, I just need you to hit it out of the park. Just pass your test once. And then he, he's like, okay, fine. I'll get the tee ball set. I'll set up the ball just so you can hit it once. I just need you to pass your test. And we just sit in the same season forever because we fail to prepare to see what that season actually is. Do you know one of the scariest things is when you're in a season and you think it's a season of something else and you're trying to complete this test, but in reality, God's trying to teach you something else and God's like, you're not learning what you're supposed to be learning. You're just refining what you learned in the last test. You, you, you need to move forward with me. I'm guiding you. I'm leading you. I'm not leaving you behind. Pass your test. When you fail to prepare, you fail to see what the season is you're actually in. That, that's the concept of this whole sermon series, is understanding that we're not permanently stuck in one spot forever, but it's kind of like a campground. You know, no one shows up to a camp to say, this campsite, I want to be here for 65 years. It's 
perfect. Perfect. I got the sewage runoff. I got the intake of water. Nice view. I like it. You know, eventually someone's going to be like, you need to go. Ranger Rick is going to come along and boot you out, okay? Listen, this, this sermon series is to help us understand we're in seasons. We need to admit that and understand we're headed towards a new season together collectively as a church. I'm so excited for what God has in store for us. We're moving forward. But I need you to understand God's also working on us individually. We're in seasons. It's like a campground. It's temporary. Okay? The more you hold on to your past and this, the season you're leaving, the more God will shake you up to move you forward. Number two, what you need to pack. So this is a, a play on words of when, as we prepare for the next season, it's the same as we prepare to go camping. You have to identify what you can take and what you need to leave behind. You can't take too much and you can't take too little. It, it, it's this fine line you got to walk. And it really breaks down to three categories when you go camping, right? It's your, it's your clothes, your food, and your tools. That's basically it, okay? Those are the three sub points. A, pack your clothes. <clears throat> pack your clothes. Obviously, when you go packing, you need to bring more than just the jeans and t-shirt you got, you're wearing, right? When, when you go camping, you got to pack more. This, this is the illustration of what covers you. This is the spiritual concept of what's, what's covering you? What is, what's literally protecting you as you go into this next season? Have you ever um, gone out in a, a rainstorm and you forgot your umbrella? Oh, I'm not talking about like the, the silly nonsense mist, but like the rainstorm where you step out and you step back and you're like, did I go swimming kind of rainstorm? Uh, you, brought the, you forget the umbrella and it's like instantly you're just drenched, you're cold, you're wet, your attitude is worse, no one wants to be around you. It's just, it's bad. That's, that's the idea of when we go into a season when we're not covered spiritually. All of a sudden, the enemy can just downpour on us the, all the negativity, all the bad things, and we're just drenched, we're, we're um, mopey, we're cranky, we don't feel good, it's hard to walk, it's hard to move. Spiritually, it's hard to move forward, we're cranky, we don't want to do anything. I don't want to worship today, I'm in a bad mood. Well, because you're not covered. That's what's happening. 1 Peter 5, 5 says this, Likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elders. This isn't talking about age. It's talking about maturity in the Lord. Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility towards one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. We need to clothe ourselves we need to clothe ourselves. We need, we need to make sure that we're fully covered. We have the mentors covering us. We have the pastors covering us. We have the community that's with us that covers us. I've said this illustration so many times before, but on every nature channel, whenever they're showing a giant group of like gazelles or whatever running in a herd, 
and the predators are there, they only go after one. It's the one that breaks off alone by themselves. The one that's not covered by the herd anymore. They're the ones that get attacked. They're the ones that fall. The greatest strength is in your covering. B, pack your food. Pack your food. Have you, ever, have you ever gone camping and realized, like, you packed everything but, like, one thing? And you're like, oh, I was so excited for that one food thing. You know, I remember one time we, were, we went camping, and it was uh, my dad and us three boys were all camping, and, and we had the, the one cooler, and we're there for, like, several days, and we opened it up, and we realized we didn't bring anything but orange juice for liquid, and then we had, like, all food. And so my dad was like, why do we have so much orange juice in here? <laughs> so we, we ended up finding water. There was like a, a little turn thing, so we ended up getting water. And we, we have water now from a tap, and that's in Oregon, it's fine, okay? Uh, <laughs> just not, not out here. But it's super clean, it's well water, whatever. And so you drink the water, and we had so much orange juice. And my dad's like, I brought so much cereal. <laughs> what are we going to do? And so then, no joke. My dad's like convincing us, like, no, cereal is fine with orange juice. It's really good. <laughs> and so we're like, no, it's not. And so my dad's like, look. And so he had like this, like, you know, the bulk Costco size of like of granola. Pat, I'm telling the story of the granola with orange juice and camping trip. Do you remember that one? Kind of, I don't know. And so he's eating it and he's like, oh, the granola with orange juice is so good. And he's eating it and he's like, it's delicious. And so then we, we all start eating it too thinking, oh, I guess so, I, you know, our dad likes it. And then, but when we got back, we were like, I'm going back to milk. <laughs> but then my dad kept doing it with oranges. He's like, you know, it's actually, it grew on me. But sometimes when we forget to pack the food, we need to improvise and we need to make adjustments while we're there. See, the, the, food, the food represents the spiritual nourishment. It's what fuels us to keep going. See, in our next season, the fuel source that we had in our past season sometimes will look different in our next season. See, the fuel source is, it's the, it's the word of God, it's the podcast, it's the, it's the encouragement, it's the things that give you energy to sustain that season. Are you doing what you need to do to be full of energy, full of joy, full of peace? Because you're needed in that community. There is nothing worse than being hangry while camping. You know, like, you, you can't really go anywhere. And you're just like, have you, ever, have you ever been around that person who's just grumpy while you're on a camping trip? And you're like, you need to get over it. <laughs> we only got like 10 feet between all of us. <laughs> like, I have to look at your face and you're angry too? <laughs> and likewise, we don't want to be that person right? Half of y'all just look down like, oh. <laughs> we, need to, we, we need to have the fuel that gives us the energy. We need to make sure that we're encouraging, we're building up. We need to have the sustenance to sustain us. I want to encourage you, if, if you're not in your word, get in your word. If you're in your word and you're like, yeah, I'm consistent, it's good, great, you need to get into Bible studying. And if you're in Bible study, you need to get into Greek and Hebrew study. You need to start digging deeper and digging deeper and digging deeper. If you want to know how to study your Bible at the next level, come talk to me. 
I would love nothing better than to encourage you of how to study your Bible more. You need, you need what covers you. You need the fuel source. And see, pack your tools. Pack your tools. If you don't show up with what you need at a campsite, what good? You're just standing there. Like, what if you don't have a tent? What if you don't have a sleeping bag? A knife, a rope, a, a firewood, anything. What are you going to do? You're just there. Do you know how many Christians step into a season with nothing but the clothes on their back just waiting for God to show up? And when in reality, he's like, um, I just prepared you in the last season for this season. The tools you finally gained are what you're supposed to take with you. You know, when we leave one season to go to the next, we need to take the things and the lessons we've learned. Those are the tools. In our last season, the patience we finally learned, we need to take into the next season. The anger we finally learned how to deal with, we need to take that into the next season. The, the, the pain, the suffering, the unforgiveness, the to- those are the tools. The things we've overcome by the grace of God are the tools we take into the next season because they are needed for the community. They're not just needed for selfishly for us to hoard onto, but it's needed for us to share. Well, how silly would it be if we showed up at a campsite and we brought the tent and then everyone else was relying on us to bring the tent. We brought the tent. It's like a five to seven you know, person tent and there's five people here and you set it up and you're like, where's your guys' tent? And you just zip it. You're like, this is mine. <laughs> no, it's, we bring the tools from our past season for the community in our coming season. Those are the tools we bring. We all have something to bring in. We all have something to share. We all have something to contribute. And it hurts the community if you fail to bring it forward. It, it, it hurts. And when we... When we and when we selfishly think, do you know how much I struggled for this little thing in my last season? Do you know how much I had to work for it? And God's saying, exactly. You had to work for it to share it. You had to work for it to give it forward. You had to work for it to do this. Bring it forward. This is so critical that you share it with the body of Christ. One, one practical example, illustration, if you will, is even looking at David when he was, when he was a shepherd in the field, right? And when he went from the field season to going to where Goliath was that season, he carried a sling with him. He wouldn't have been able to take down Goliath if he didn't take the tools from his past season. What God has equipped you with in this current season and where he's leading you with, it would be a dire mistake to forget and leave behind what he taught you. Number three, what you need to know about seasons. A, it's temporary. Praise God. Whatever season you're in, if it's bad, praise God, it's a temporary season. If it's good, you, know, you still got to praise God. <laughs> but you're moving to the next season. 
it's temporary and it's not going to last. You just got to learn what you got to learn, get the tool you got to get and move to the next season. It's temporary. Psalm 23, 4, one of the most famous sections of scripture. Yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. We went old school on this one. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death. That's proof enough it's temporary. He's in the valley of the shadow of death, but he's walking through it. Doesn't say I camped in it. Doesn't say I stopped there. Doesn't say I built a house there. I am walking through it. There is a season I am here, but the season will end. I don't like it, but I'm praising God that I get to go through it. B, you're not alone. You might feel lonely, but you're not alone. If you feel isolated and alone, I'm sorry. I am sorry. But the bulk of the reason why you feel like that is because you have isolated yourself. Reach out. The the worst thing that you could do is ever believe the lie in the enemy to say, well, this person hasn't texted me, this person hasn't called me, this person hasn't done this, this, blah, blah, blah. A phone works both ways. It's not a one way. Reach out. If you need someone to talk to, reach out. Don't let the enemy lie to you. Don't let the enemy say, no, just stay here longer, just stay here longer, just stay, no, no. Don't do that. You are too valuable in the kingdom of God to sit alone feeling that way. You're not alone. And see what you need to know. You're there on assignment. It is an assignment by God. It is not a devastation by the enemy. The devil does not have you in that season. The enemy has no power or hold over you. God has you there on assignment. Do not ever think, I cannot wait to get out of the season. I can't wait to get out of it. I can't wait to get out of it. Because you will miss what God is doing for you and with you right there. He is trying to equip you with the tool like he equipped David with the sling. There is something there for you to gain and learn and grow from. You are there on assignment. You just got to figure it out. Everything you do, everything that happens, ask God, God, give me wisdom. Is this what you're teaching me? Is this what you're teaching me? If there's something that's triggering you every single day at one moment, man, God might be trying to teach you something there. If God is giving you joy with one area of your life every single time it happens, God might be trying to teach you what that fuel source is that you need. You are there on assignment. Don't take it for granted and don't be resentful for God for having to wait so long because he's not resentful for you for not getting it. You are there on assignment. Get it. Understand what God is teaching you. There are so many times in, in my personal life where bad things will happen. Bad things happen to everyone. And how I deal with those things is I'll turn it from poor me, this is bothering me, this is hurting me, into 
I think God's teaching me this. And I'll try to turn, you can ask my wife, I'll, I'll say certain things and I'm like, oh, you know, and, and my wife will get so furious sometimes, huh? We are like, she's like, rage is, she's like, she's so angry. She's like, I will pick up a sword right now, you know, for you. And I'm like, I, you know, God taught me. And, I, and all of a sudden, the forgiveness is there because God's showing me, God's equipping me. My mind has changed from, I am so angry and, and have so much hate into, God is teaching me this. Praise God he used that person or that instance, but I can let it go and it, it, it's off of me. I take my lesson and I leave the other heart behind. I think that's the best thing we could do. You know how, how coal is turned into a diamond under pressure? You know how that works? Well, when it's crushed, some of the coal still has to be removed, but the diamond is left behind. See, the, the crust and, the, and the, the breakage and the coal, the stuff that's cast away, that's the hurt, that's the pain, that's the thing that we need to ditch and the diamonds at the very core in the center. That's the lesson that God is teaching us. That's, what, that's that little tiny thing. The coal starts huge, and it ends up just being a tiny little diamond. Next time you get into a situation, and you feel all the pressure of the world on you, just imagine taking the very little tiny thing that God is speaking to you about, and walking forward, and just letting it all crumble down below. You don't need to take it with you. You don't need to carry it with you to the campsite. You don't need to be the angry, bitter person and everyone else has to dance on eggshells around you. Let it go. Just let it go. Let's pray. <clears throat> God, as we enter into this, this camp sermon series, I pray that you would help us reflect and understand that we're all in seasons currently and moving towards a new season. Prepare our hearts, prepare our understanding. God, equip us with the tools that we need right now for our next season. Even our church, God, I pray that you give us all the tools, give us everything we need to move into the next season that you're preparing us for. Because it's good. It's awesome, God. Lord, start ministering to us. Start opening our eyes. Let us step out into the fullness that you have for us and, and not worry about the, the mundane silliness that we can get wrapped up in. Let us keep our eyes focused on what you're speaking to us about. God, we don't know everything. Even if we've seen thing, something happen a million times again, you're still faithful to come through and change it up. In your mighty name. Thanks for listening to Lighthouse Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this morning's start of our serious camp. For more information or run giving, visit our website at lighthouse805.com. Thanks and see you next time.